2 News Oklahoma Fantasy Football Forecast. So, you guys are both fathers, kid yep. havers. That's fine. Yeah. Um, did you guys see what uh, Joe Flacco's kids said about him? I have not. You have, Mike? No, I haven't. They've I been, could just imagine. <laughs> so, I guess tell. he was trying to, they had lost their baseball game or something like that. And he was trying to give them advice on, you know, something he was seeing them doing while playing baseball. And they straight up said, Dad, you stink. <laughs> like he, Like saying he's not good anymore. Wow! Do, do you guys, kids, remind you so, of uh, yeah of my, your my own calls, shortcomings? Calls wow, <laughs> chubby bubby. That's what my dad or my son calls me. Your son calls you chubby bubby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me that uh, well, I'm, I'm not have a, to uh, call you that now. Let's write that down. <laughs> hey, chubby. just because I showed up a little late today. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, kids have no respect at all uh, for the game. What, whatever well, you know, whatever Gar- game we Garrett, have left. Garrett Wilson would disagree. His new rookie receiver uh, just recently said that he throws a better ball than Zach Wilson. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know who's speaking the truth, the kid or, or uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, I like that. Joe Flacco's kids. So fantasy-wise, I wanted to start off uh, because immediately after our draft, I don't know if it was the night of or the next morning, there was a trade. Like right away, yes. there was a trade. Yes, um, and I I was not aware. And in one of my other leagues, I got a trade offer this morning. Nobody has played yet. None of the players involved. No mm-hmm. injuries. Anything. Just people already unhappy. Don't with their like teams. it already. How patient would you say people should be with the team that they drafted, or maybe just in trying to go get other guys? Like, what is your approach to something? Now, like let that? me jump in for just a second. Yeah, you are notoriously not patient with such no. things correct okay no go from there break it down but i haven't traded yet so i that tells you something I, well i haven't traded in 20 years of fantasy football oh, wow. so you know, i'm mean, not exactly but really close really good just like uh i was scarred by my mother returning things to every piece <laughs> of clothing she purchased and i have never returned anything in my life for the most part i feel kind of the same way about trades mm. see i have no emotional investment in these players <laughs> other than they i need a win and if i see a player that can help me win then i'll, I'll trade now to the guy's credit steven stevie who did trade he says because our, our draft got screwed up he had to go record a podcast you know he's got this tiny little this violin is the guy with the podcast yeah yeah he, he said he you know well i mean the, the computer did draft him zach wilson and that's it so he did trade uh for a, a some some other player at that time that was pretty quick so he did have a need um I, I say you know what this is almost like the first two weeks of the nfl season are like preseason yeah um you know the main players didn't play preseason so these first two weeks they're yeah. still getting acclimated sure. so don't go you know the first week everybody's gonna go like oh my gosh this player is uh-huh, amazing uh-huh. everybody's gonna go after him in reality that's probably not going to be the case agree and and, and i think that's wise historically if you go look back at your um to that, though, if you go look back at your starting rosters in years past, which I've done for research-wise, uh, I have found that my starting rosters the first season or the first game typically are horrific, and I would never advise ha- you know having that in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think of it as you're constantly churning and turn and burn. You got to turn these people into bigger and better players and to keep building your roster. That's my opinion. Yeah. They'll give a podcast to anybody these days, by the way. Just yeah, what are his numbers? <laughs> Even a weather like? guy. Um, so I wrote down I, I had three players in, in general or four players in general who 
I thought of as guys. I went around sort of my different leagues that I'm in sure. and kind of saw sort of, sort of common denominators as far as guys who were available and, you know, they'll be ranked as like, you know, the top running back or top wide receiver, top flex guys who are mm. available. Uh, guys like Zach Moss, Isaiah McKenzie, mm. um, AJ Green, Randall Cobb, these sort of fringe guys who like, you know, on a given Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night, whatever it is, might blow up, but then the rest of the season are kind of iffy and you're a little scared as far as starting those kinds of guys. Um, So are you saying on any of these sorts of fringe players you'd probably wait a little bit until you see what's going on with them, especially a guy like Zach Moss who's a number two running back, but maybe not – might not get the t- kinds of touches that you would expect. I love Zach Moss. I do. Um, you know, he was a little banked up last year. Um, if he can hold on to the ball, but then he's got, uh, you know, little cook behind him, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've got Singletary there as well. So it's it's tough, but uh, that's a high-power offense. I like Zach Moss. I do. And, and uh, I, I would also add one more to this list, and that's uh, Damian Williams of Atlanta, okay. because there's no clear-cut running back in Atlanta right now. And I remember a couple of years ago, I grabbed uh, this guy named James Robinson. Uh, mm-hmm. I just went and looked at the the Jaguars uh, depth chart and like the Ryquel Armstead. I don't know these weird names and they were on there. And I saw James Robinson. We looked, watched a little tape. I was like, man, he's he's a bulldozer. Right. So I just picked him up, and then he was a, a top ten running back that year. Yeah. And that's rare, but you know, so Damian Williams, we've seen history with him at the Chiefs, doing well. Uh, he didn't do so well after COVID. He because he sat out a year, and then he went to the Bears, but. And it didn't really work out, but the Bears suck anyway, so who cares? Um, but Zach Moss, I mean, he's got he's he, I, you know what? He's looked pretty good in the preseason. I like that. Um, AJ Green, uh, he's just old. Put him out the pasture. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, in a real true deep league. I mean, if you're if sure. you're if you're going after AJ, then whew. Uh, Randall Cobb will. Yeah, be I was a, gonna say, is Cobb in that category as well for you? Kinda, yeah. But uh, I mean, listen, you know what? Uh, uh, Adams is gone. Yeah, I mean he's got a third of touches to go around. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We kept thinking with Cobb with Dallas was going to do this, and then he coming back with Green Bay. It's just it just hasn't put up. Now Isaiah McKenzie is interesting because I don't even know who the hell he is. <laughs> Bills. So, so he's like he's their third guy, wide receiver. Okay, he's there. So like behind uh, Diggs and Gabriel Davis. He's there, and and you, Jamison Crowder, right? And uh, who <laughs> like, Yeah, list, I mean, that's an interesting question. Chart, he's number three. That's an okay. interesting question okay. for Week One. I mean, you're taking Aaron. Aaron Donald will be there, correct? For LA. I mm-hmm. mean, I, we know yeah. that this Buffalo offense is capable of great things, but how much are they able to spread the wealth uh, in Week One? That's that. That's an interesting question. I I love this matchup that we have here on Channel Two. In gosh. It's right around the corner, right? Thursday so, night. So maybe Ryan has found the the deep secret is Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, I won't be picking him up. Okay, that's, uh, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> no, I I mean now that you bring it up, yeah, it does it does ring a bell. Uh, but you know that's I mean I think there's even one more receiver that's trying to vie for like a position there. So that that would be interesting. But Zach Moss, I like that. That's that's a very uh, that if should he's be available. T- sure. I, I yeah, I'd put him on bench. I mean, you could. What if Singletary? You know, it seems like there's a constant competition there at that running back. Like, Singletary ran away with it last year. He did. But it just doesn't seem like he's got the firm hold to it. I mean, they drafted Cook. Uh, so, um, why not uh, Zach Moss this year? Why not? 
were there any tough decisions for you guys as far as setting your lineups this for this week? Like, were there any fringe guys on, like as far as bench to starter? Guys who you're like, well, maybe for this week I'll start this guy, and maybe late down the road this guy, other guy would for sure have the start. My entire starting lineup is questionable, <laughs> uh, which, yeah, that is That's tough. Not good to that, start your that, season. I off. mean, that is tough when your top receiver, C.D. Lamb, is questionable, and what, so you don't hurt? know. It, well, I, I don't know. It's got a Q next mm. to his name, and I don't know what the you know. But the point. So yeah, he'll yeah, play. Yeah. He'll play. But how about your number two or three? where they're you know, probably clearly worth a point or two more on average than mm-hmm. what you have on the bench. But, I mean, week one, I assume all these guys are going to be out there, so I'm just going to fire it out there. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, for me, the toughest dilemma, uh, Godwin is question. I mean, that's legit, right? But he's got the brace off. The brace is off. All right. So well, the brace I, is off. I think that's a huge then, step. Then, then I think I'm gonna have to play Godwin. Then right. I, I, the que- the question for me is DK Metcalf and what the Seahawks are gonna Ugh. look like. I have no idea. Right. I I mean that is a guy with. He looks like you want him to look. He can do everything mm-hmm. you want a receiver to be able to do at that level. But it does seem like Seattle is, uh, yeah, the one NFL team tanking better than maybe all others. Uh, I you know I, with Metcalf and I know we're going to get to it later the kid from Tulsa Tyler Lockett yeah. just really hard for me to project that production they'll have to throw because they stink right mm-hmm. I mean they're going to be behind in games you would think all year long but how well can they can they throw the ball that's so, that that's one for me can I get DK Metcalf in the starting lineup or no to give you some optimism at DK I mean he had Gina for a couple games last year and he did well. Uh, I mean, he did yeah, get one seventy-nine yard touchdown by uh, shouldn't have been. It was offensive pass interference that they didn't call. But anyway, uh, you know, he still put up a lot of numbers. So you know, DK's you know start your studs. That's I think that's yeah. the most. You start your studs. Why um, can't I play him at tight end if he looks exactly like a tight end? <laughs> right? Then somebody should amend that rule. If, if you're the size of a tight end, I should be able to slot you there. Yes, I still go back to that video of DK chasing down. Oh, that's uh, good stuff. That was that was amazing. Uh, chasing down that still a great meme. Yeah, um, and here's another problem I I deal with, and especially in our league right now, is that you know on Christmas morning you get a lot of presents and uh-huh. they're new and they're exciting and they're fun. You know, like oh, I can't wait to can't wait to try these things, these toys out and play with them, and then. You get fantasy. It's like that. It's like Christmas morning. You get all these new players. You're like, oh, I want to put this person in the line. Oh, this person. And then, you know, after week one, you realize, okay, the reality is, you know what? I should have just started my studs instead mm. of being in awe of mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. of these new clever players. picks. Yeah. yeah. Go to the go to the studs. And and that's what I'm doing. I'm playing all studs. All Nothing studs. but studs. Yeah. Now they all might right. not be after week one, but you know, at least at least that's what the projections have them as. And your top three receivers are uh jj justin jefferson doing the gritty over oh, here yeah you're gonna play him elijah moore and Cortland Sutton. okay yeah so uh i you know we'll see we'll see about elijah moore but uh courtland Sutton, I, f- I feel good about very nice yeah i didn't have any issues as far as my starting lineup because my bench is like they're fine guys to like plug and play if the situation arises but i didn't have anyone that i was like maybe i'll start this guy over yeah. somebody else because they was all like you said play your studs it's going to be all my surefire guys who are more more likely to score the most points. Sure. Well, that was easy then. That's right. easy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like um, it. So I did – you'd mentioned Tyler Lockett. Um, I was wondering what you might think as far as what, whether it's fantasy or just having really good years in sure. general – um, some of the guys with local ties who yeah. went to school here who, you know, I've, I've known people who have drafted fantasy teams 
and that made, sure. made, gone made, all local. Made decisions based <laughs> on their their you uh-huh. know fandoms. Right. Um, if if you were able to procure every single one of the guys who's got a local tie that's OU, OSU, TU, or just you know was born in this area, you really would have. A heck of a team. You would. Right? Yeah. Um, it, you start, obviously, at the top, it's got to be Joe Mixon. And this is a guy who's in his prime. Granted, for running backs, the prime is short. And so yeah. he's even approaching maybe the the end of his prime in, in theory. Uh, but, I mean, Cincinnati is a heck of a squad with a heck of a quarterback. And he's a guy who can do a lot. And, I mean, there's a reason he's rated as highly as he is. Uh, I tried to get Mixon in our league, and I can't remember what he went for or to whom he went. But uh, I like 26. him. I like him as much as I like anybody in the league. Like I seriously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, anybody. Uh, I I just think Mixon is that solid in terms of of what he's probably going to give you. I don't necessarily expect eighteen hundred yards rushing. Like I don't think he's going to take some giant leap from where he's been. But he feels like a guy who's been able to avoid injury. And give you solid production. They're going to swing it out to him a fair amount. I, the offense is going to be good. Yeah, uh, Joe Mixon is. You could put together a heck of a team with just Oklahoma ties, and he'd be at the top for sure. Joe Mixon, twenty six. So this is this is his year. Uh, normally at, yeah. at twenty seven, they fall off the cliff. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that transpires with Zeke and and, and all the other guys this year. But uh, Joe Mixon's twenty six, so this should be his prime year. I mean, he's got an incredible offensive line now. He's also got the yeah. incredible receivers to take the pressure off mm-hmm. of him. This That's should... right. You can't load the box no. against Joe Mixon with no, Jamar Chase out yeah, there. Right. That'd be nuts. Or T. Higgins yeah. or Tyler Boyd Absolutely. or is Isaiah McKenzie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> out there. He's not on the, the Bengals. I know that. It's I, mean, I, I know that everybody everywhere had Jonathan Taylor atop their mm-hmm. boards. But really, at the end of the day, is there that much difference between those two in your mind? I mean, I love the Colts O-line too, but you just mentioned, I mean, the Bengals is good and with better quarterback play. I mean, he's he's not going to be relied upon in quite the same, to quite the same extent, but he's going to get a ton of touches. So I'm going to try to pretend I know about college football and I'm going to say this and it might be wrong, but I'm going to try. Is, is the Bengals the only team that has a starting run back from one college backed up by... A, mm. another running back from the same college there can't be many yeah there can't be and that's another P. thing Ryan is the backup P. Ryan's a backup and I don't think he has been effective or efficient enough to give you any pause about the touches Mixon's gonna no. get. you know this is not a no, Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard situation where you're like you know in the certain in a certain situation certain matchups right game I'm not even sure our number one back is the best option like Joe Mixon's always yeah the Bengals best option uh, and I, f- I feel good that the backup's not any better than right. P. Ryan is, so frankly. Teach me a little bit. Uh, when were, were Mix and P. Ryan there? They were together together for the 2016 season. So is P. Ryan a little older? Memorably. P. Ryan's older came first, and then Mixon had to sit out because of the mm-hmm. infamous yeah. incident. Yeah. Uh, but it is an embarrassment of riches down there in Norman with regard to the running back <laughs> position all time, right? I mean, in sure. recent years— it's those two and Adrian Peterson, mm-hmm. P. Ryan, by the way, still the all-time leading rusher there. But, I mean, going back to Billy Sims and Adrian Peterson, I think I might have mentioned Peter. But, seriously, nobody puts out running backs quite like the University of Oklahoma. Yeah. And, and Mixon, to a degree. So. Mixon is as good as any of them save Adrian Peterson at the NFL level, which is pretty incredible. And Josh Jacobs, what, what college did he go to? 
Alabama, kid from uh, oh, McLean High School, that's, yes. recruited by almost nobody, University of Tulsa included, but Alabama saw that tape, jumped on, and uh, he's he's interesting to talk about, right? I feared that he was in the doghouse a little bit in that preseason opener when he was in the game way more than a starting running back typically is, but I mean, yeah, we, expect, we expect that Vegas offense to move it, and you do expect him to be the guy in on the goal line, right? I mean... Um, I, I don't know if, what is he, the number 12 ranked running back according to ESPN? Is that yeah. roughly he, where he that's, is? That's where he was last year, yeah. I, you know, this is a guy, you could you could see him outperforming that by at least a little bit. I wouldn't necessarily bet on it because I don't know exactly mm. what the coaching staff thinks they have in him. And, you know, I did, there are maybe a couple of red flags there. Um, but he could have a monster year Great. trying yeah. to prove doubters wrong, I think. Sure. Um, I, I'm going to get an audio recording of my son Jack saying saying the name Jalen Hurts for some what reason why he says say however he says it it's just adorable okay and so anytime I'll, I'll put it in the board here. there you I'll go play I'll put it, it in <laughs> drop it Jalen Hurts <laughs> Nelson Nelson will put it in the board <laughs> right uh, Jalen Hurts uh, you know uh, my he also has the Jalen Hurts jersey he's a big Jalen Hurts fan I like that uh, that's fun I I like Kyler. Boy, Kyler has just been getting—you know—he's been getting no love this offseason. Yes, other than a lot of money from including the from fantasy team name. I love Kyler. I just—I feel bad for him. I feel like study one hundred and one. I don't know why I should feel bad, but he is getting. I mean, I listen over at Cal, Colin Cowherd over the way over here, and you know, he's top. He's banging on Kyler. He just, you know. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, rightfully so, Patrick. You know, I mean, he was naming off, but Kyler is Jack of a week one matchup, by the way. Correct. Yeah, yeah, against the Chiefs. Kyler and Mahomes. Yeah, right. And which the Chiefs are six-point uh, favorites in that game yeah. in, in Arizona. Uh, so I just don't think Kyler gets a lot of love. I like the guy. Uh, Baker, he's Baker, right? Uh, we'll see what happens in a, in a new era. And then Tyler Lockett, C.D. Lamb, Marquise Brown with Kyler Murray and Mark Andrews. That's pretty good. Oh man, what a team that would be! Pretty. Are good. Are you missing anything on that team? Have you got receipt? Well, well got- in the fantasy world, not really. Uh, any, any Mark good, Andrews uh, is as good a tight end as there is. Yeah. Any, you know, any good uh, of Kelsey, I kick, kickers with uh, local local ties? Ah, uh, Burkich did not make the team. I assume he's mm. the one who famously missed the field goal by about a <laughs> thousand yards uh, in one of the preseason games. Uh, so he's not out there. The current punter at OU Turk, I think, will have a place in the league. As difficult as that is, but maybe the best punter around is Tress Way. Uh, who went yes, to Union yes. and then went to OU and has now been with the Redskins and is an absolute fan favorite because of his incredible personality. He's somebody we could probably get on this pod. I I would I should I would work on that. that. And his he has a brother too, right? He did. Uh, he punted at TU. Okay, uh, and was also he was like six eight. His brother, yeah. Was, yeah. No, I I played in this pickup basketball league, which uh, you don't ever want to see me play basketball. It's you remember the movie <laughs> White Man that. Can't Jump? Uh huh. There's it was, it was a, a sequel. White Man you. Can't Play b- Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. That was me, and <laughs> starring Mike Collier. Um, but you know, we got a big game Thursday night, yeah. um, and I'm just going down the list here, Ryan. I am taking over your job. I am oh, so you're sorry. Fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is what I make the sheet for. <laughs> to, we, guide, to guide us along. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, big game Thursday night. Yeah. Um, in one of my leagues, I got Stefan Diggs. Who uh, I'm excited about watching playing. Yeah. Here's here's a question. Now, okay. So, how many guys do you have from your fantasy team involved in this game on Thursday? In, in night? our league that we we reference a lot, I, I don't think any. Um, but I, in my other league, my home league, I've uh-huh. got uh, 
Yeah, I've got one, and that's Stefan so Diggs. So I, w- I want to pull back the curtain. Okay. How much time are you going to be able to spend <laughs> watching this game as opposed to what you should be doing, looking at the European model <laughs> and the other model and the... the do I'm, I'm just wondering, like, are you doing this weather forecast actually on do like our Wednesday? Bosses, do our bosses listen to this podcast? It's a good. Well, test. I'm going to guess no. <laughs> I'm going to uh, guess I'm no. Gonna, <laughs> so really, uh, we have several monitors in our weather office, so I can just and it's on. It's on our. It's on our network. You know yeah. what I mean? It, I'm. For, I have to watch. Uh-huh. It's just part of my. You job. always have the most accurate forecast. <laughs> exactly. But where will it be on Thursday night at ten? Just if we're being honest, we're friends here. Well, if we wa- let's if Bosses we want to talk listening. about let's g- let's go beyond the forecast. You're in the quick. trust. Tree. So a couple weeks ago, I said on sept- around September 10th, we're going to see a strong cold front arrive. Okay, uh-huh. I put it's that happening. Out, I put that out there in social media world. Okay. I did my research. I just don't throw things out there and see if they stick when it comes to weather prediction. It just doesn't happen. I did my research, all right? You're looking and, at European models. Well, and also, uh, you look at Climo, and just over the past 10 years, between the 10th and the 20th, every single year, we've had a cold front arrive, and it's knocked us down in the 70s and 80s and lows in the 50s. Right. Without fail. Now, could there always be caveats to that? Sure. But I started to see little glimpses of the data starting to hint towards that. Uh-huh. And I went out. I said, you know what? Uh, the 10th, we're going to see Happening. a cold front. Yeah. Okay. So this last weekend, the computer models are like, heck yeah, we're all in. All uh-huh. right. So uh-huh. I post on social media. Well, immediately I get uh, people's posting of other stations' uh, weather apps mm-hmm. that are saying, mm-hmm. I'm They're not kidding. Uh, listen, I'm not They're kidding. They're different. You. Our competing station had a 102-degree forecast for next Monday, okay? 102, all right? We're predicting 81. That's not like a three-degree difference. That is like... I'm sorry. So is this the Mike Call Your Dunks on all the other Weather People in Town podcast? No. That's fantastic. Yes. I'd subscribe. Yes. Seriously. (laughs) Look at you. How far in advance did you call that? Uh, This was two weeks ago, so we're still, you know... And this uh, was from gazing at the European models? Is that right? Yeah, we look at... How many times can I drop (laughs) Right. Ensemble. Ensemble model. Seriously. Now, that European thing, this is just me Mm -hmm. noting, picking up on you saying this in your weathercast. It feels like it's the best one right now, right? It seems like it's more right. Like it hit that the heat was going to be bad this summer. and Most of the time. But it gives me the chance to make that joke about looking at European models. Most of the time, the Euro is right. But the GFS actually came through on uh, this this cool front coming this weekend. So this weekend, we're going to see highs in the upper 70s, lower 80s, lows in the 50s. And I'm not doing that to say... You know, because we are humbled so quickly in this business. And, sure. and I mean, we, it is f- so humbling. But it's amazing how people, like, do not believe you. You know, mm-hmm. like, have to show other people's stations saying, well, you're wrong because this station is going 100 in Monday. You must be insane. Well, no. I You know, I went to school for this. I, I'm just not out here to be a carnival barker okay yeah. you know i'm nice. not here to to do a job so i don't know how i got when it's into actually this, 82 degrees we're all i'm gonna remember when that temp drops i'm gonna think to myself <laughs> no, all year said this it's 102 we're deleting this yeah, podcast it's 102. <laughs> so you're telling me i should start stefan diggs yeah right okay okay <laughs> i got it i got it <laughs> i'm sorry i went on a tire no, that was fun um so we have that, that game yeah. which i think i have i have digs in our league um, and then it looks like n- none of us have other guys in our li- our league for this Thursday night. I wish I did, but, but nope. uh, Sunday night Bucks at Cowboys. Also Sunday night football, first mm-hmm. Sunday night football game of the year. Um, 
Anybody anybody got anything on the line in this? I've got Brady on my team. I've got Godwin on my team. I've, I've got, got Pollard yeah. on my team. I've got CeeDee Lamb on my team. Big, Ooh, big ball big game Sunday. for me on Sunday. And yeah. uh, got a – man, I don't – Cowboys gave it to them last year, at least made it close, right? That was a one-score game, if I remember, and scored some. Yeah, that was like yep, – It was, was early in the year. Yep. What was the Maybe final score the of that game? Do you remember? I don't, but yeah. I want to say both teams got to at least – 20 20 okay. maybe 20 maybe it's uh anywho i i i think i like all of those guys with 31, the exception of pollard 3129 with the exception of pollard Good. i think i like all those guys on sunday i i i am in wait and see mode with pollard on my bench right now i i tend to think by the end of the year he will have had a better season than Elliot, or at least he will be the top guy towards the end of the year, but I, I could be way off. Obviously, some people are still bullish on Zeke. I think he's I think he's about toast. Well, we talked about that age cliff, and he's now 27. Yep. Uh, statistically, you hit 27, and, and you're pretty much gone. You are. Uh, historically, it's just not a good number. Uh, so I'm with you on the Tony, the TP. Um, and in my other league, I got uh, Godwin as well. So uh, even, that, that's a hard f- part about doing multiple leagues is, yeah, I'm rooting on these players, but then you and got them. And I'm like, them. yeah, what's yeah, up? With-? Exactly. And then and then when, you know, your favorite team, you're mm. going, it's like the other guy's got A.J. You know, I'm an Eagles fan, so the guy's got A.J. Brown. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like excitement mad, excitement mad. So, yeah. That's yeah, one of my, one of my other leagues, I have Amon Ross St. Brown, and I'm really, <laughs> I need the Lions to be playing from behind at all times. Yes, <laughs> right. But you know that's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so we got those games coming up on two news. Oklahoma, we got uh, Bills at Rams Thursday night, and then we got Bucks at Cowboys on Sunday. Um, what we will do is we will uh, keep track of how our teams are doing, and we will. Give some updates on those on our next week's uh, podcast. Yeah, that'll be fun. It will be great. Uh, I wish you all the worst of luck week one, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll see you all mm-hmm. here next week. Same Mike Collier, Cade McFarland, Ryan Love. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>